Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome back to another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. We're so glad to have you back once again. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, all that. Obed, good to see you as always. Um, my partner in crime here on What's the Word Entertainment. How's it going, my friend? Living the dream. Another Christmas Eve is upon us. You know, I remember we turned around and it was like, you know, December 11th or whatever. We're trying to go to the football game and now it's about to be January 1st. Yo, it's crazy. This 2021 is definitely flying by for sure. But yep, happy Christmas Eve to you and to everyone out there. Um, any anything, any special Christmas gifts or that you maybe you want for yourself, you'll be buying for yourself or anything looking forward to this holiday? Yeah, I've actually, I'm trying to get some NFTs. Um, if somebody wants to buy them for me, I saw uh, it is a hot dog with uh, a, a big butt that, has like like a phallic coming out of it and it costs like four thousand dollars so hit me up i'm gonna start the gofundme um <laughs> you know these jpegs are where it at i don't know if it'll be worth any money we're trading the farm here you just know, like the jpeg right <laughs> i just i just love the jpeg it's got it's got utility i'm resident crypto bro how about how about you how about you what are you any special gifts you're looking for yourself oh uh, me you know i can always buy something for myself you know do i want to always buy something so spend my own money not necessarily but anybody necessarily. out there yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> anybody wants to buy me you know a new computer uh a new pair of sneakers whatever you know I, i'm down for it listen hit me up you know what i mean catch me on check me check me out on twitter you know what i mean I was going to say, whatever. yeah, it's, uh, we appreciate, up. we appreciate the money, the jingles, but we'd rather have the money, the folds. Yo, all day. <laughs> Let's go, oh, man. Let's get into it, Obed. Uh, quickly before we get into our usual NFL, uh, talk, I don't know if you saw the, I guess the quote prize fight from last, from last weekend, which was out in Tampa, uh, actually between Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley, that was the same under, that was the same fight that had the undercard of the Darren Williams, Frank Gore, uh, matchup where Williams just went, went in on this dude, Frank Gore. He didn't stand a chance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess if, it, if you're training as a boxer, maybe you'll be able to box as opposed yeah. to just being, you know, the infinity stone, uh, <laughs> but you know, Frank Gore, shout out to Frank Gore. You already know. Um, yeah. Wow. I, uh, didn't watch that fight. Uh, I was not going to waste my time. Um, but I will say that, uh, the fact that these guys are actually going after it, I'm like, maybe this is the revitalization of boxing we needed. I was talking, dude. I was talking down about it before, but if it's yeah, I know. making people excited but, about boxing again, dude, Jake Paul doesn't look bad. Well, apparently he's been training as a boxer with boxing uh, trainers for about four years now. The rumor is so he's okay. actually putting in the work to actually be a legitimate boxer. So that's okay. kudos to him for not just kind of showing up like, yo, I can do this. So if he's, if this is in fact, you know, indeed the truth. Truth, kudos, you know, kudos to him. Shout out to Jake Paul because he's actually saying, you know what, I'm going to take this serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? And actually, not just be like it's a game because it's not a game. You know, you know what I mean? If boxing is not a game, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Dude, YouTube boxer, we we've already seen this happen with Kimbo Slice. He went from bum fights to to the mm -hmm. actual ring, right? Um, I think I think it's not a game, but if it were, it would be uh, mathematics uh, because. Uh, Tyrone Woodley in his entire uh, UFC career has made about four and a half, five million dollars. Yeah. You know, um, his payout for a loss uh, is in this fight was two million dollars. Mm. Um, 
I made mm. at least almost 50% of what I made over the entirety of me getting well, beat up by dude, losing to the YouTube celebrity. UFC, Tell me is, more. <laughs> UFC is known for not paying people like that. Dude, what do you think Conor McGregor went into about to fight um, Mayweather, dude? He got that like was entirely about money. He yeah. was in, he got like 150 million just for that fight. Yeah. I mean, Mayweather got like 500 million because he's Floyd Mayweather or whatever it yeah. was. You know what I mean? But UFC is known for not paying. They don't get paid like that at UFC, bro. Dana White controls all that junk. And the funny thing is, the UFC has become so popular over the past, you know, five years, 10 years, whatever it is, probably surpassing boxing is more popular these days. So you don't have the, the big name fi fighters in boxing like you used to. We've talked about this sure. before. It's true. Yeah. And they're still not getting paid like that. I think. Uh, Ronda Rousey for one of our championship fights. I think the most she ever got paid was like two million, dude. You know what I mean? That was just nothing, you know. A purse like that should get somebody at least ten, fifteen million dollars, right? Like many yeah, Pacquiao, many Pacquiao was making that like in, a, in one round. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like there's so much more, more money when it goes when it comes to boxing than it comes to UFC to be made. You know what I mean? Oh, like, absolutely. I'm not I'm not discrediting you. UFC is dope. I like UFC. Don't yeah, get me wrong. But boxing's been around forever. You know, right. I mean, boxing is an more, entire conglomerate. Yes, mm, yeah. There's just more um, money in it. So yeah, I mean, but look, maybe Tyron Woodley wanted to get get paid. Hey, whatever, that's fine. You get 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 your money where you need to get it. But dude, Jake paid. Paul knocked him out in this sixth round. He looked good. like he like I said, he looks like a, he's trying to be a legitimate boxer. I just think he needs to fight a legitimate <laughs> boxer. I am telling you, that's sure. what it is, dude. He's, <laughs> if, he's if he fights a real yeah, he's fighting oh, former NBA players. He's fighting yeah. UFC stars. You know what I mean? But he, but he, but you know, he's got this opportunity to go at some big names here, mm -hmm. relative big names here that people can like. Hey, I know who that guy is. But there's a kid in New York. There's a kid in I promise you in Long Island somewhere in a gym right now that would give him the work. Mm -hmm. I've, there's a there's a nobody in Florida somewhere who mm -hmm. just is just a gym rat for being a boxer mm -hmm. could give him some work. I just don't believe it. I just don't believe, dude. And the funny thing, this dude is this dude Paul is kind of wild because he started calling out some of the UFC fighters. Um, You're calling that call a boxer. Call dude, a boxer. That's what I'm saying. He Let called, a boxer's name come out of your mouth. Jorge Masvidal, uh, Nate Diaz actually got up and walked out after uh, <laughs> Willie got knocked out. So after the fight, he starts calling them out. He's like, "Yo, give me Kamara, give me give me Diaz, give me Masvidal. Let me please let me get McGregor." You know what I mean? Like. He was crazy. He's going at um, talking to Dana White at the at the at the post game uh, post fight press conference, but he actually had the nerve, and he had the nerve to call out Kamara Usman. Usman is no joke, son. But I mean, granted, boxing is different from UFC. But this dude is bugging on some level to think that he can just go in and just knock out anybody. Like Mike Tyson once said, "Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face." Hundred <laughs> percent. You know what I mean? So I just yeah, I get it. It's great. It's an he should fight a real boxer, though. He needs to. I, I, I completely agree with you. You know, he's out there putting in the work. He used to train for like four years, you know, getting prepared for this. Mm -hmm. I can't question the amount of fight inside of the dog. I just can't imagine that dogs that seem to be more well-trained and better pedigree for with a, the sport that they're playing are losing to him. Yeah. And yeah. I, I believe he had the nerve to almost talk crap to Canelo Alvarez. Let this dude fight Canelo. Canelo will rock this dude in the first round. <laughs> don't let that happen. Don't. I don't even want to see that That's, fight because it will. Jake Paul will end up in the hospital if he fights Canelo. So this is when you have to be honest with yourself about what's going on. Are you that guy? Are you that guy to really <laughs> be calling out? You know these guys to be, to be making these statements mm -hmm. because somebody is going to take the offer and they're not going to fall for the money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I just. Yo. 
I don't, just, don't let it fly, Canelo. Anyway, let's keep it moving. Um, as we know, tomorrow is Christmas Day, which means there'll be NBA will be in full effect as always. Um, the well, just looking at quickly at the NBA lineup for Christmas Day. Any matchups you're looking forward to the most? Because I'm actually intrigued about this Atlanta New York matchup. Trey Young returning to Madison Square Garden. We kind of broke the heart of New York Knicks fans everywhere last year. I think that is going to be a good matchup. Obviously, the Brooklyn LA matchup is what is one of the probably the uh, must-see TV matchup, but obviously a lot of people are hurt. Anthony Davis is out, I believe, with the MCL sprain. I'm not sure what the status of – you don't know if the status of KD or Kyrie as far as their health and safety protocols as far as COVID-19 yeah. is concerned. I'm not sure. But hopefully if everyone is healthy, this would have been, I think, the top-tier matchup of one of the matchups of, of – of not of just of the day, of the year even, right? Yeah, we'd also uh, actually have Kyrie at this game because it is an away game. Uh, because he cannot play in the state of New York. Um, uh, I just want to double check New York is terrible, right? They're still bad. The Knicks, yeah, they're not performing the way they need to perform. Let's just put it that way. But Brooklyn, okay, is so <laughs> you know, I mean, so as opposed to just watching Atlanta cook on New Year's on uh, Christmas Eve, you know, I'd probably be more interested in seeing Golden State get out there, you know, mm. playing at Phoenix at five o'clock something yeah, to settle my stomach after an early dinner or maybe get me ready for, <laughs> for a nice meal. Those, um, are the, those are the top two teams in the Western conference right now. And Phoenix and Golden State only by half a game is up because Phoenix is up. Now how beautiful is that? Right? Like this is right. an actual competitive matchup for things, mm -hmm. something that's on the line. Like, mm -hmm. you know, yes, it would be great to see the stars of uh, Brooklyn and LA go at it. But as you said, these guys are injured. They're not at full, uh, full strength. Uh, and uh, frankly, is LA even playing well right now? Can do we can not. we ask that question? So do like you know, not. I'm not. I'm from a, a very older era where like I just want to watch a real game because <laughs> basketball of the '80s and '90s is just overshadowing a lot of what I've seen today. The points are great, <laughs> no hand checking, everything is a foul. They just made a rule to take away something that made James Harden an MVP. So are you saying that James Harden actually wasn't an MVP that year because this is how he made scored a lot of points, or mm. that he is? Uh, but that was just a bad rule that he took advantage of, right? I, I'm the, mm. it. Some of these things don't add up and make sense. So when like when good basketball is on, I will be tuned in. I think that's the <laughs> Golden State game. So yeah, that that's probably is gonna you know right, Obed. I'll actually have to agree with you there. The Phoenix Golden State one. I mean, Golden State is like I said, only a half game behind Phoenix for the first place in the Western Conference, and they're playing. And this is without Clay Thompson. Yeah, mind you. Well, oh my is, God! This is what without. If clay thompson okay and oh my goodness up. yeah this is i mean this golden state team can very well go to the go to the uh, uh championship oh 100 i mean it's it's listen it's like you're playing poker and you've got an ace in the hole we're still winning games we are ultra competitive mm -hmm. uh yeah, I, it's got to be because Curry brought back his, uh, was it the Curry 2? Was that the one? He was like, I used to cook in this one. Let's bring that one back. You know, <laughs> Chef Curry with the shot, boy. Chef you Curry know? with the shot. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, that, you know, you can sit idle by and wait and just make sure Clay is 100% healthy because he'll right. come out here off 11 dribbles and give you 56 points. Yeah, there's so no need to rush him back at all. Like I said, he's in second place right now. There's, you don't need him. You don't even need him right now. Even, no. I think they're slated to bring him back sometime in January for home games. Dude, wait till February. Wait so after the yeah. all-star break matter of wait fact, till after the all-star all break because you let, don't need him right him, now yeah let him run some scrimmages let him yeah. get some scrimmages in enjoy himself let him get back to enjoying the game of basketball mm -hmm. can mm -hmm. we just say that mark jackson was right <laughs> 
Can we just say that Mark Jackson was right? Can we talk about the outing of basketball coaches of certain backgrounds oh when you God. think that the things are not working? Mm -hmm. They thought he was crazy when he said that. They thought yeah, he was they, out of his right. mind. You saw that video. There's a video. Yeah. I remember, I remember the interview. I remember the interview. Eight years yeah. ago, he said, between Curry and Thompson, they're the best shooting backcourt in NBA history. Everyone thought he was bucking. Like, yeah. yo, dude, my mans, they ain't do nothing. They even won a, won a game. They won a yeah. championship yet. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Now look now look at Now look where they are. Dude, Steve Kerr gets all the credit because he was the coach of the championship teams. It's all Mark Jackson. It's, all, it's all his players. It's, Mark it's Jackson. all his construction, it's, right? It's, yeah, exactly. it's, it's, yeah. it's his team. Yeah. Steve Kerr took over the exact same team Mark Jackson left with. It got fired with, and then yeah. he won the championship. That yeah. was Mark Jackson's. You know, I've, I don't. I don't get how Mark Jackson is still not a head coach in the NBA. Meanwhile, Steve Steve Nash, who has never been a coach on any sort of level, immediately got the Brooklyn Nets job. Sorry to get political here, guys. We're not going to go there. We're sorry to get political here. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a reason good coaches don't get an opportunity to do what they're good at. You know, mm -hmm. it's like <laughs> we could look back at all of the bonehead coaching decisions that people have made over the years that always come out. But uh, I'd be I'd be hard pressed to believe that nobody could look at what the future showed for those guys and not be able to use your hindsight to say somebody was wrong. It wasn't the person that said it. Right, dude. It's amazing. It's amazing. Let's keep yeah. it moving, Obed. Let's talk. Let's get into the NFL. Um, first matchup we wanted to recap uh, from week 15 uh, was Detroit getting the big upset over Arizona. Um, dude, yeah, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out to Detroit for getting their second victory of the season. But Arizona, no DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, this is probably the biggest game changer for them, obviously. And we knew it going from last week, but still, I mean, what's happening? Is Arizona just straight up on the decline, Obed? Because I don't really know what's going on with this offense. No, Arizona is bottoming out. Um, I couldn't even call it decline. It's it's not declining. You can't – okay, you played dumb and you lost to a division rival. You, needed, mm -hmm. you could have sewed something up with that game last week. Fine, whatever. Everybody plays a bad game. Mm -hmm. Bury it, move on. You come out here with just pitifulness against uh the lions and to the lions credit they came out and and balled you know from guys that you're not uh uh amon ross st brown who people didn't really have a lot of a stock in mm. josh reynolds josh reynolds is a former teammate of jared goff from their days at the rams so i'm not surprised that the connection is there beautiful thing to see um but yeah, no, the uh, the Cardinals definitely lost a game that uh, this is supposed to be a cupcake. But maybe maybe that's the, the where we're looking at this the wrong way, right? Because this is the same team that went toe to toe with the Steelers, went toe to toe with the Ravens. Ravens. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it's it's almost as if maybe maybe for a team that doesn't have a lot of wins, maybe they're not as bad as we think they are. Mm. You know, maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe they're not. You know, they're playing decent football. They just were coming up short in some of their games. You know, a hundred percent. Right. You know, I mean, every game wasn't, you know, a complete just they weren't getting blown out in every single one of their games. You know what I mean? They only yeah. lost by eight to the Niners. They got a, it was a bad one to the Packers, but like two to the Ravens, uh, two to the Vikings and a close one. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, nine points to the Rams. So they're not like I said, the only blowout loss they had was to Philadelphia. I think is that they tied the Steelers, you know, so they've been in almost in almost every contest they've been. They've yep. just been coming up short. Yep. You know, it's unfortunate, but Arizona, I mean, I think this DeAndre Hopkins loss, 
is going to affect them worse than we even thought. It, it's I don't know if that's it because they're just you don't okay so listen what is it dude I, they're I, not I, getting I'm quality not gameplay from Kyle Murray no 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 yeah I like know. I'm I don't know what it, it is that's I completely agree with you, you nobody shows up with a 10 and 2 record and just loses two games in a row off of a bye you know you finally got healthy right maybe maybe it does change defensively how you play this team this offense right maybe you can move things around better but again leverage Zach Ertz six for 74 leverage Christian Kirk are you up, up young enough upcoming player in this league nine for 94 and a touch you know I, I I think it's because they were missing a lot more from James Conner him maybe being on the decline them trying to work Chase Edmonds back in mm-hmm. you know I think it they want to keep both their running backs healthy, but really James Conner has just been the, the workhorse through the year. Uh, you know, I think he's sitting on 15 touchdowns, excuse me, 14 touchdowns right now, 700 yards uh, on the ground. That's, that's ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. Like for, for a backup guy that you got on a one-year deal, he's been killing. Um, when you oh, get away sure. from that script, I think you lack the ability to do what you'd like to do and you get into the dogfight games and now you're losing them. Yeah. I mean, I'm just not sure. Is it, do they have, do they need to rely on AJ Green more? Like you said, talk about uh, Christian Kirk and Zach Ertz. You know, AJ yeah. Green can still ball out as we saw the past couple of games. Yeah. Um, there, so did you, I don't know if you saw, there's a bad interception where it seemed like Kyler was motioning for uh, Air, uh, AJ Green to come back to the ball, right? I don't know if this was a, there's a comeback route. I don't know. I don't know. I thought it, it looked like he was doing an out. Anyways, he's basically jogging past the play and the corner comes up and just picks the ball off. Now, I don't know if that is miscommunication. It seemed like frustration from Kyle, like he expected something else, but those two people are not on the same page, which is horrible because they look like they were on the same page a couple of games ago. I think uh, AJ went for a hundred plus yards and a touchdown, uh, you know, and it's uh, against the Rams. Um, And it just something about it, something about the way that they're playing just I, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. Like it doesn't, there's, yeah. there's miscommunication there. And I said, I, my, I had my issues with coaching when you asked me, uh, what was the difference making a difference maker between Sean McVay and Cliff Kingsbury? Mm-hmm. My, I said, Hey, this is comes down to coaching, right? There is a wealth of knowledge and what to do and, and what to, how to, what plays to call, what, what way to swing the team, what to focus on in game that Cliff Kingsbury lacks that just seems to be, where's your adjustments? Where's your transition to what's going to start edging the game your way? You know, I thought, I don't see it there. And if this keeps going on, like, I just don't know what to make of the rest of their season. Right. Like, yeah, I was just going to say, looking at their last three opponents, they've got Indy tomorrow, Dallas the week after, and then followed by uh, Seattle in the final one. So I think the next two are going to be crucial for sure. Uh, Can't play bad ball against them. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see how that goes for Arizona. Uh, Up next, Pittsburgh got a solid win over the Tennessee Titans last week. Um, Dude, Pittsburgh, I feel like, is just so up and down. They can have such great wins and then just have such bad losses. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I, I know. And I don't really know what to think. There's no, I don't think really Pittsburgh does, has no real true identity at this point. Um, you know, we know Ben is pretty much probably on his way out. This is probably be his last year, his last heroic to kind of do something. I think yeah. they're still in position to make the playoffs possibly, but I mean, they're not, if, if they do, we, we, I think we both feel like they're not really going to do anything in the playoffs. Um, but I mean, was this more, I guess, about the poor performance by the Titans or this just Pittsburgh just got an, like a lucky win? 
I mean, I don't want to say Pittsburgh got a lucky win, but it is really hard to win in Pittsburgh. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can't, I'm not going to say how the game flow was in this game, but mm-hmm. As we can see, Tennessee can be streaky, right? They were down uh, 10 points for, you know, over a quarter and a half uh, mm-hmm. against San Francisco uh, last night, only to, you know, end up winning the game. Uh, you know, to, to look at them now, I don't know, that maybe they're trying to find themselves a little bit and losing their weight's not working. Mm-hmm. They, I didn't see much in the run game from Pittsburgh. They definitely gutted this game out. You yeah. know what I mean? Najee yeah. Harris has been good for a hundred yards, lose a touchdown, maybe 80 or more, mm-hmm. um, really couldn't get going. Uh, you know, they could lean on Deontay Johnson. They could lean on Friermuth. Um, Claypool, I don't know if he's just, uh, is still injured still reeling from turf toe uh but you know just wasn't there um i don't know they still got the w you know that's what you got you got enough for your coach to be kissing blowing kisses to the camera (laughs) you know i mean yeah they didn't really have a spectacular overall game i think they had less than 200 yards of total offense pittsburgh did yet they still won the game meanwhile tennessee rushed for over 200 yards and still you know all alone and lost, you know, what does that show? I think that shows uh, Pittsburgh's defense, especially in the red zone, was really, was really effective uh, for the most part. Uh, you know, um, like I said, Pittsburgh, no true identity at this point. I mean, I thought it was, like you said, Najee Harris, he looked like a stellar rookie in the first, first, first half of the season. He kind of has been on the decline ever since, you know, the Pittsburgh's had, had some injuries, you know, Juju's been out with that shoulder as we know, um, you know, so they haven't been, you know, putting up the numbers as they would they as we think they should have be but um tennessee man you know obviously you know week 16 has begun that started last night with tennessee getting the win over san francisco but we're talking about this match with pittsburgh but even tennessee though it's weird because i think we, you and i both picked tennessee in this in, the, in that pittsburgh matchup i think so um and i don't think either of us picked them last night to win either but yet they come out with, with a solid win over over san francisco who has been running in the ball effectively pretty well so it's kind of been up and down, obviously, you know, without, without Derrick Henry, who was their workhorse, as, as we know, they're kind of showing that, yo, hey, you know what, we're still around. Don't forget about us. I think the Titans, what they're, that's what they're doing. They're trying to say, hey, listen, we're still here. We can still get victories when we need to. Um, you know, I think Tennessee is a solid team. A.J. Brown balled out last night. But I, uh, it's just I'm weird. I'm surprised though. they let him get as open as they did. He made yeah. some tough catches, but I'm surprised they let him get yeah. as open as he did. But my biggest issue with the Titans, I guess, well, not issue, I guess, is disappointment is Julio Jones. He, I know he's been injured majority of the season, but man, I thought this was going to be a steal for the Titans having Julio, AJ Brown, Derek. I thought this offense would be tops in the league. What do you what do you think is is going on out there? Because I think it's a schematic thing. I think they're giving him the like I said, he's been hurt most of the year. He got hurt in this yeah. game against Pittsburgh. He left like like after like a couple minutes. You know, he barely yeah. even played in this one. I, I just I just don't know, man. I mean, obviously, is it is it just me or have injuries been piling up this year? I mean, yes more and so, no. I feel like more it's been more so than normal, dude. I think this happened, this happened last year. And, you know, we said the same thing then, right? Like the guys who are injured this year, like you can see how they got injured, how they ended up getting injured. Julio, again, he's just breaking down from, you know, underuse. He's just sitting on the bench. He's got to stay warm. There's no, there's no actual gameplay going on for him. So when he does come out here and pulls it, because it hasn't been utilized all year long, right? Even And when he can't stay healthy, they're not really targeting him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, yeah. He went to a team that was not going to utilize him as much. And as long as he stayed on the treadmill, he's fine. Now that he's off the treadmill, 
You know what I mean? The, I'm sure the the times of underuse are just hurting this man. He's too old. I'm, I mean, I don't mean it in a bad way, but I think that he needs to understand his body a little better and what he's able to do. Because, bro, you can't just snap back. It's not. It's not like whatever you're doing. You need to try something different, right? Yeah, you know. And I to your point about you know, hey, they're we're still here on Tennessee. Like, yeah, when they have somebody to rush for 100 yards, they're still here. They got Deontay Foreman. You know, shout out to him. Uh, one of the most recent Achilles injury players to come back and be able to play effectively because that list is very, very short. Uh, and now Cam Akers has been designated to return from IR uh, after okay. tearing his Achilles. He opens a 21 day window. Is there anything to expect of that? I don't know. I wouldn't say go pick him up in, in fantasy because Sonny Michelle and uh, Daryl Henderson are running well. Um, but so, you know, something to monitor, like maybe Deontay Foreman is, is truly healthy and maybe they can come out here and do his, do his best Derrick Henry impersonation for Derrick Henry, who might actually come back off of IR. We'll see. That would be huge if they can get, if they can get in the playoffs and get Derrick Henry back at, at, at full, at full strength, that would be really big for the, for the Titans for sure. For big. sure. Um, let's move along. Obed Green Bay uh, survived a late push uh, over uh, the Baltimore Ravens. They clinched the NFC North. Um, and this was another close one. The Ravens went for two again at the end, came up short once again, like they did a couple weeks ago. I got to ask the question Is the Green Bay Packers, are the Green Bay Packers the best team in the NFL, Obed? I, I think you're on mute. I think you're on mute. Yeah, I'm muted. Sorry about <laughs> that. Um... I wanted to say that I want to go on record as saying I feel like it has been the uh, opinion of the some people on the on the staff that this is the best team. We continue to keep asking this question. Uh, we asked if they were the best team in the NFL after they beat the, the Chicago Bears. Give me a break here. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't say I don't think they're the best team in the NFL. I think that they are in the discussion for one of the best teams in the NFL, especially with the record. You know, if uh, the Arizona Cardinals win one of their last two games, they have a share in that say as well. Um, but they're falling off the rails right now. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Now, I think the Packers are playing fantastic. And, and might I add, uh, per Baltimore's, uh, one of their executives, they have Devontae Adams, who is one of the best two wide receivers in the game, and he's not number two. Um, you know, it's uh, it's with some of the injuries that they have piling up, I believe they're not going to have Dave Bakhtiari uh, next, uh, next week. Um, you know, it's going to be, they're finding ways to win and they're still doing it with, mm -hmm. you know, offensive prowess. Uh, Aaron Rodgers going for three touchdowns to 268 yards for that one, you know, but let's, you know, this seems like another game that Baltimore lost because they refused to just kick. Right. Why would you not just kick the extra? It's point? becoming ridiculous now. It's becoming ridiculous because we see that you just giving away a chance because that's you're on John Harbaugh. Your compass, that's right? Like tired. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say this is a this is a great performance by the Ravens, and this is without Lamar Jackson. Tyler Huntley played really well. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> you know, it's scary. It's scary. It's scary how much more smoother I feel like things are with Huntley back there than Lamar. I so. feel I really do. I think the the moments that we forget about certain times of poor play because the individual makes an amazing single, like only play that he could make where he gets to the outside and runs or takes an inside run 30 yards, you know what I mean, and trots out of bounds and looks nice and makes up for all the stuff. But 
Huntley looked very comfortable throwing, right? Picking a target and playing with them and not throwing a lot of picks. You know what I mean? Like, I think there are spots there where you have to protect the kid from himself, even though he's playing well, coming from a Utah system, pro style system, uh, you know, much the same vein of, uh, of uh, Alex Smith, right? A guy who looked comfortable in passing situations, but had leg ability to him, right? Um, I, I'm, I still always mention... Uh, Trace McSorley's performance in a preseason game with the same team before uh, Lamar Jackson's, I believe this was his 2019 MVP season, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but Trace looked very comfortable, very comfortable. The team played insanely well that night, obviously probably playing as second and third stringers, but you know, right, right. if they had an effective guy who's comfortable with his throwing motion, comfortable with passing, and when he needed to rush, he could, and it was a big play. Go back to Alex Smith's rush against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I don't know what NFC, maybe divisional game that was in the playoffs. I mean, again, uh, it's just ridiculous. It's, oh my God, he looked good. Uh, yeah, no, um, I, I will say that the Packers are in close to pole position if this was mario kart they might be princess <laughs> yo i ain't gonna lie toad was my man's all day, toad was my <laughs> all day long, yo. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no but i mean look record wise obviously the packers have the best record in the nfl right now um aaron Rodgers is playing i think still lights i think he's a, he's an nvb candidate again he could very well could win back-to-back mvps um i'm not saying he will but he very well could i think he's up there with brady and john jonathan taylor uh, it's probably, it's probably with the top three, but yeah, uh, but on Baltimore's side, I think this is another game that they, they prove that even with all the injuries, as I said this before, they're the, the, the most injury plagued team in the entire NFL, but yet they're still in games. They're only they're in their eight and six. They could easily be 10 and four, you know, with a, with a couple of short, short losses there, you know, yes. and be right in the tops of, of the, of the AFC, excuse me. So it's just, I think that part is in good coaching with John Harbaugh, but these bad late decisions, as far as not going for the extra point, uh, kicking the extra point, going for two, that it falls on him as well too. So it's like, there's good and bad with Harbaugh. I still think he's a solid coach, one of the best in the NFL. I think there's just, you know, just a couple of the mistakes he just made. But again, here's the thing. If they actually get those two point conversions, we're, we're saying the opposite thing. Great call. Good job by John Harbaugh. You're not even saying that he, it's a bad call. So it's all relative. But, what's what's um, the percentage that he gets? In? And that's the thing. If you're going to talk about numbers, what are the percentages that guys have hit the, the two-point conversion, won the game, walked off? How many right. times do people just but get he's, a walk Again, off? He, I know he's concerned about continuing to play the game, game going on because of the injury, his injury team. His injured team, you know, no that's corners, fair. That's things fair. like that. So I, I get it. it, it do you it, think they played well enough through the game to take a chance and just play another 15 minutes? Because you still have a fifty percent chance that you're going to get the uh, the um, the coin point, flip, point toss, but, then the even, flip. but then even even if they you, you don't the ball get the ball, to, you give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers. That's, that's the fine. thing. Have you been? Have you played poorly enough that you don't want to take a chance to give your defense time out there? Yes, they gave up the points that they did in this game, but let's be honest here, they were at least able to keep them right. Mm-hmm. You know, like enough. I don't know if you keep him out of the end zone, but I would rather have the shot. Right, as soon as you go for two and you lose, that's it. You know, you I I would say, let's not rob Peter to pay Paul. Right. Mm -hmm. We still have we still have opportunities in that 50 percent after the coin toss. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I get it. At least give yourself a probably a better chance in the OT than going Mm -hmm. for that two point. Now, now the question for you, Sherman, do they run the table looking at the rest of their games? The Ravens or the Packers? The Packers. The Packers. Dude, I mean, yeah, probably. (laughs) To be honest, I mean, if I, I mean, they got Cleveland, you got what, uh, Minnesota at home as well, and then you finish at Detroit. Yeah. 
they can the only matchup obviously is probably the closest one would be Minnesota. Um okay. but obviously they should beat Detroit in the end of the, in the end. Um Cleveland has been has so many health and safety protocols going on with the COVID. You don't even know if half the team is going to show up tomorrow. Um they like I said, the Minnesota one, they only they they lost that first matchup against Minnesota uh, in, in, in Minnesota, that one, they only lost 30, they lost 34 to 31. So this is a kind of a revenge game for the Packers and it's at home. I think for sure that they win this one for, you know, absolutely. But that's the one they could end up losing again, but I think they do win it. So yeah, they can end up running a table, finish out the year with six wins in a row and finish out the year at what four, 14 and three. Yeah. That's a, they'll, they'll, they will have the best record in the NFL going into yeah. the playoffs if they do. They'll be the number one seed. Get that by Aaron Rodgers can work on his his toe game. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, take up, a week off. Yep, take a week off. He can yep. show up. Show up. Rest, rest the bunion. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure. I'm sure his fiance <laughs> will make some kind of medical concoction for him to bring him back to life. Make him a potion. Yeah, there you right right you know in the in the cauldron she has you know? <laughs> give him a, give him one of them phoenix spells you got over there right <laughs> um what are her divergent series uh uh methods that she will use but uh but, but again yes yeah, so the packers can run the table and they will be the have the best record and if you give aaron Rodgers a bye and time to heal oh man i i mean my super bowl pick may very well change if the packers have the number one seed that's all i'm gonna say there's that's only if if it comes down to there's only one man that can go to Lambeau and beat him. It's only one man. Oh, here we go. Here it's, we go. Whoa, will that even happen? That'll even because they look Tampa Bay looks like they're struggling. And look look what happened last week. They got shut out by the New Orleans Saints. This is the first time Tom Brady has been shut out since 2006, I believe it is. Yeah. Why can't tell a story? Up? Tell a story. Why did they get shut out this game? Because I get it. They got plagued by injuries i, I mean to injuries to who did they lose a punter who did they lose they lost their number one receiver chris godwin and then they lost, lost they lost their number their number two receiver and mike evans huh. they, lost so their number wonder- one, they lost their number one running back and leonard fournette <laughs> so, so i so get it i get spend it all week putting together a script to play against a team that you should beat because you have all of your people and they don't have all their people they have a guy barely paying the quarterback position Barely mm-hmm. playing, excuse me, because he's definitely being paid to barely yeah. play the yeah. quarterback yeah. position. Yeah, facts. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, this is a wash for the, for the sports fans out there who like other sports. This is a mulligan, okay? <laughs> this was supposed to be a dub. <laughs> there, for, the, for no, sure. no, no question in my mind. This was supposed to be a W. And if you look at the way that even with all this stuff going on, they allowed Marshawn Lattimore to abuse these guys all game long until like somewhere in the third or fourth quarter. And they had Tom Brady out here screaming finally when they called the pass interference play call a uh, penalty on Marshawn Lattimore. Mm-hmm. There was there was no way Tampa Bay was going to get it. No, no. Even with not having all those guys, t- uh, the the Saints only scored nine points. Stop right. it. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> no, stop. Stop the steal. <laughs> stop the steal. <laughs> oh, man. I, all right. All right. I'll give it some. They had they're decimated by injury. Okay. That's fine. But I feel like you still should have, you could have put up some kind of points, you know what I mean? At least a field goal. But look, this is the, they lost this to the Saints earlier in the year. Why can't they beat New Orleans? Oh, Let me ask you that question. Why can't the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat New Orleans? 
No, you just let watch. I go, I say go back and watch all of the defensive play of the New Orleans Saints. You can get the all 22. I don't know actually if you can't get the all 22 anymore on NFL uh, on, on Game Pass, but if you can go back and you watch what, what is being allowed to happen here, like they are not just going to let them run around and make a game of this. You know, I think for for all of the calls that have hurt New Orleans in big spots, in big spots, the, the refs really let them just kind of play in this game if you get that um there was a lot of shots to the knees there was a, one specific play and we know then the knee issues that uh rob gronkowski has had where he made a catch over the middle and he like stopped in his tracks and a player was the hit the the, the contact point would have probably been the side of his left knee and he just kind of looked down at the guy and you know you watch the hit that took chris godwin out directly at, on the knees directly to to a hit point uh, of, right, of the right. knee, mm-hmm. you know across the middle right that was, so that was rough it was rough you know i don't remember there being any kind of penalty or anything of the of the sort and maybe they consider that a clean hit i don't know but if those are the kind of hits you're allowing this is the kind of game yeah. you're going to get it was not only rough windmill, it was uh leonard Fournette windmill in the air like it was any given sunday oh my god <laughs> that that godwin it wasn't wasn't just rough for him but it was rough for me because he was on my own number one receiver my fantasy team and uh, uh dude, my so fantasy speedy team, recovery speedy recovery yeah my fantasy team was getting worse i lost derrick henry earlier in the year now i lose chris godwin i don't even know oh, what to oh. say anymore i'm hurting for still, sure at least you're at least you're still in the in the conversation you got to figure out a way to win yeah i'm um, in the playoffs but it, it ain't looking good right now for me man but I yeah gonna i mean say, i'm not gonna remind you of this uh, sorry just a little thing uh yeah, i don't yeah. know if you ever heard this but larry fitzgerald used to tell defenders to go at his head go at his upper body because if you go at his knees he can't feed his family right like here well, if you go at run. his head and he gets some concussion you can't feed his family either he's listen i mean i think he's worried about uh, uh cte setting in in his 60s 70s but for right now if he can squeeze another 10 15 million out in the next five years you know that goes did, a long way on content did larry did he officially retire i don't believe so they just stopped calling his phone i'm pretty sure he said he was available i thought for sure he wanted to come play again yeah, are I, they just leave are they just leaving his messages on 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 red i think i think he is left on red uh it's unfortunate i, I i'm listen <laughs> <laughs> so sad left uh, you leave a hall of famer on red um, that's what i'm saying oh my god i, I just because I, I don't think he officially retired no no there's been no word of official retirement i i'm fairly certain that just not calling him even though he probably could come help them now because they don't have DeAndre, DeAndre hopkins. hopkins right exactly exactly well anyway we'll see how it goes the rest of the year for the tampa bay and, uh, and the teams alike um but yeah dude we've talked about this a couple times COVID-19 has been rapidly spreading throughout the NFL. Um, obviously, we talked about the Browns last week being, you know, decimated by the COVID-19 players and protocols and have, not having staff. No. Now, Bill's receiver, Cole Beasley, the known advocate for non-vaccinations and all that, he's he's out with COVID. He's going to be out at least two games, I think, because he's not vaccinated. He, and he is not even blaming that he's not vaccinated. He's blaming the rules of the NFL, which yeah. is – Oh, okay. Um, New York Jets head coach Robert Salah has tested positive for for COVID. Um, I think it's got to get to a point where do you think the NFL, Obed, should adopt a vaccine mandate? Because there are professions around the around that have done so. But do you think the NFL should do the same thing? Man, um, as I sit here in my George Mason University hoodie, uh, graduating from the College of Arts and Sciences. Um, 
you know, I, uh, I might be a little biased. <laughs> I might believe that, you know, rules <laughs> that help protect and save lives should be in, enforced, instituted, you know what I mean? Um, but this is America. And some people think that their freedom matters more than your life. Mm -hmm. um, and now you might not know somebody who's been affected by it. Uh, you might have not ever come in contact with it, or you haven't had it yourself this entire time. And you've been going out and about and doing whatever. Um, it would probably be shocking to you to, to know that there are also condoms that exist and people wear them to try to save their lives. You know, I don't know if you believe in science, but <laughs> Hey, yeah, I, I mean, I think Cole Beasley, I think, is definitely one of the extremists. Um, he said, quote, just to be clear, COVID is not keeping him keeping me out of this game. The rules are Vax players are playing with COVID every week now because they don't rest. They don't test. Excuse me. One of my Vax teammates is in the hospital missing games. I'm sure he didn't get this same energy. Thank you for those who support everyone else. If you don't get what's happening, then there's nothing anybody can do for you. End quote. I mean, Beasley, like I said, he wants to have his opinion. He's an, he's entitled he's entitled to have his own 100%. opinion. 100%. So, absolutely. I'm not going to disagree on that. Do I disagree with this hobby? His method? Probably. Because I've said this before. Take all your own opinions, your political side, out of the question. You're Ooh. supposed to do what you need to do to be on the field. This is we're talking about. Let's just talk about the game of football for one minute, Obed. We said it before. Kirk, Kirk Cousins unvaccinated hasn't tested for positive for covid he's out there every week carson yeah. wentz is known to be yeah. unvaccinated has not tested for positive he's out there every single week you're supposed to do what you need to do to yeah. be on the field because that's what you're getting paid to do to right. play football so yeah. if you're not doing the things that you need to do in order to play football then guess what you probably shouldn't get paid hey Right. I mean, you, listen, if the, the Brooklyn Nets said, hey, we're only going to pay Kyrie, play Kyrie and pay Kyrie on the nights that he plays only he's away from Brooklyn. Mm. I could understand that. Right. That's fine. Right. Because right. yeah, every game he misses, he's, he's, he's missing. He's missing. He's missing out on money. But yeah. But I mean, like I said, but do what you have to do to do the appropriate things, wear a mask up, stay away from people, do whatever it is. But some of these guys are just like, whatever, they don't care. They had an interview with some of the, um, with they go, Oh, Joe Burrow. He mm -hmm. said, no, how are you guys maintaining, you know, and being at full strength things like that? Joe Burrow goes, say, well, luckily there's nothing really to do in Cincinnati. So I'm pretty much, we just, I just go to the games and go home. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> Cincinnati, Ohio doesn't really have much nightlife. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny. It's like, but these other guys are trying to just doing whatever. But again, do what you need to do to be on the field. He claims this is the rules for keeping him out. <laughs> you know, but I it's, mean, what's your it's take so on funny? This? It's funny. Some people always seem like to blame everything else, right? You ever notice that some people that people will be like, "Oh, it's not me. Mm. It's them." Mm we have to be a little introspective here. Like, are you doing your, per like you said, your personal responsibility. Carson Wentz is doing his personal responsibility. Kirk Cousins is doing his personal responsibility. I, I, I don't even know if uh, uh, Lamar Jackson is vaccinated because he had made some statements earlier in the season. And if he isn't, that's fine. But I don't, I don't know, believe because he got COVID twice actually earlier in this. Earlier you know, this but year. obviously he's doing what he's doing because he's been out on the field. He's only missed because of actual injury, you know, not being on COVID-19 as mm -hmm. far as I remember. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, so, so, so pretty much where I think we're both agreeing that the, I think the NFL will eventually 
install a mandate at some point for the vaccine. I think they will. I don't think it's going to be this. This season's pretty much, you know, we're about to be in the playoffs in a, in a few weeks. So I think it's pretty much a wash. But I think in 2022, um, obviously with COVID is still at its highest, that's, you know, what it is now. I think there will be a mandate uh, at some point in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I, I can see, I can actually see it in other sports before it gets the NFL, I should say. I can see it going to the NBA because Adam Silver is very aggressive and very much in tune with what is happening and around the world. And he does a great job as a commissioner of the NBA. Um, I can see it. Look at the NHL. The NHL is actually pulling out of the Olympics, the Winter Olympics, uh, because of the widespread of COVID. Yeah. Wow. The NHL is okay. actually pulling out of the Olympics. So, I mean, shout out to them for, you know, trying to uh, take action early and, early and often, you know. So I think there are other sports where we'll adopt because the NFL, you know, we know with Goodell, is so what's the word I'm looking for? I guess hard-headed, so to speak, yeah, you know, when it comes yeah. to these certain rules and mandates and whatever the case, not just necessarily about COVID, but other things as well, too. So yeah. I think the NFL would, I think they will do it, but I just think other sports may do it before they get, get the chance. Oh, 100%. I mean, we, you know, we saw uh, international rules, football, uh, the Bundesliga institutes some rules about, you know, players not at the games, but then having to have their own system of making sure people or apart, you know, finding players, you know, obviously, and they were able to finish their season. Others followed suit as well. They did the bubble in the NBA. The NBA understands how much money can be made when you're like the only thing on TV because you right. actually care about the rules. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think, I think you are on, I think you're on the right path there. I think it's something's coming. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, let's get into a quick, you right, you mad segment. Uh, I'll bet I just have one statement for you this week. Um, the green Bay Packers are more likely to make the Super Bowl than both the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and or Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, with their with the schedule that they've got, I, I Sherman, you're right. I mean, honestly, they're uh, you've got the the next three games that they have coming up. Um, I believe you said Cleveland, Minnesota, uh, and Detroit. Uh, three games that I feel like they can easily win, um, put their stamp on, and be in pole position seventeen or uh, fourteen and three with the best record in the NFL, not let alone mm-hmm. the NFC. Um, so yeah, you know, if, if I, I the Bucks will figure things out, but I just with that defense as decimated as is always giving up plays, uh, you know, you're a few injuries away from not having anybody to throw to, uh, you know, and the chiefs are still the shakiest team that controls their own destiny because they are just not playing in a way that I feel like is sustainable. If you can play good enough defense against them, you know, you cannot let Travis Kelsey come out here and run willy nilly. And, you know, next week, they're probably not going to have Travis Kelsey because he's on the COVID-19 reserve list. Um, yeah, Sherman, I think you're right. All right, cool. Um, let's get into our week 16 pixel bed. Week 15 wasn't too bad for either of us. Um, I went 13 and three, went 11 and five. Now, week 16, of course, we know it did begin last night with San Francisco getting the win over Tennessee. I'm assuming it was Tennessee getting the win over San Francisco. I apologize. We actually mm-hmm. both picked San Francisco on that one, but yeah. that's all right. Let's keep it moving. Uh, first matchup Cleveland at Green Bay. Uh, I think this is an easy one. I think we talked about Green Bay enough here. Green Bay, uh, for sure, in this one. Yeah, Green Bay, for sure. I don't even know what's going on with Cleveland's pass catchers. You know, I, I think they're just in complete disarray. I'm sorry, this the same team that had Mercer. I'm shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, Indianapolis at Arizona that we talked about how Arizona has been inconsistent. They're on the decline. Um, they're probably, you know, the uh, here to rock bottom, as you mentioned. Uh, but I'm going to go Indy here. Are they going to run the ball effectively? Um, Arizona, like I said, they've got some injuries, but I think Indy, the Colts will take this one. Yeah, I think it'll be the Colts. 
Um, Detroit at Atlanta, kind of a snoozer game here, but I'm actually, I'm going to pick Atlanta. Yeah, I'm going to pick Atlanta. They came out firing, you know, they feel like they've gotten into a little bit of a groove. I don't think we're going to see Calvin Ridley at all this year, but they've, they've been able to find some good offense. So uh, I'm going to go with Atlanta. Uh, Baltimore at Cincinnati. I'm actually going to go Cincinnati. Well, it, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. If Lamar Jackson is not playing, my pick is Cincinnati. If he is playing, I will switch my pick to Baltimore. So I'm going to put a little asterisk here on, on my pick here. Okay. So as of right now, because I'm not sure if Lamar is playing, uh, do we know for a fact, is he, is he, is he definitely in or, or do we know? I don't, I don't care if he is. I think that no. team played. He, you're talking about Mr. Huntley who went for uh, four touchdowns against the Packers. Okay. You get thrown out there. He could play. All right, I'm, all right. I'm confident in that. Pick. Okay. All right. Um, LA at Minnesota. There's the Rams and the Vikings uh, Rams. I have to go with the Rams in this one. My Super Bowl pick, as we know, um, they're going to, they're going to, I think they, they can, what they're, what I guess at one game behind green Bay, if they kind of went out and hopefully green yeah. Bay stumbles, they can probably, you know, possibly get a number one seed. We'll see, but yeah, I have to go with, I have to go with the Rams. Yeah. I'm going with the Rams on this one as well. I mean, you know, Minnesota's got, just as much talent on their side of the ball. I don't know if uh, Dalvin Cook will be out there, but Los Angeles is starting to get their get their uh, act together, um, starting to play better on defense. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Cooper Cup is an absolute monster. He's about to smash. Yeah. I told you, uh, Megatron's uh, record. Oh my yeah, God. offensive rookie. I mean, offensive player of the year. Offensive player of the year for sure. If he's if he's not, then I don't know football then. Because good lord. Right. <laughs> Buffalo at New England. This is another matchup of our teams. Old bed. Uh, I. I get it. I know what happened last time in Buffalo, you know, Patriots ran the, threw the ball three times and that snowy, windy, you know, yeah. mess in Buffalo, but I can't, I can't expect that to happen again. Buffalo has to, has to win this one, ladies and gentlemen. So I have to go with the bills. Yeah, no, I just, and new England coming off of a, a bi-week loss to the Colts, a team that was seven and six and you were nine and four in, in pole position in the AFC as probably a, as bad a setup for a loss um, as one can get. Uh, but I like New England at home. I feel like they beat themselves and they almost got back into the game, uh, if not for bad technique, get, giving up a 67-yard to see game ceiling touchdown to, uh, uh, to Jonathan Taylor, probably uh, running back one on the season. Um, yeah. But I, I just I do like New England. I like the way they match up, um, you know, Buffalo hasn't really been leaning on Cole Beasley to make plays, but more so leaning on him for it to be an effective part of the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like, I like new England's chances. All right. Jacksonville at New York, uh, the two worst teams in the last year from last year. I mean, I don't think anyone is going to be watching this one too much, too much excitement, uh, but I'm going to pick New York. <laughs> pick New York as well. Uh, the New York Giants at Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East matchup. Uh, I'm going to go with Philly. As we know, Daniel Jones has been ruled out for the year with that neck injury. Um, Philly should, should Philly should easily win this one. Oh, I don't think this one's on the list. Um, I'm going to go with Philly on this one as well. Uh, I don't I don't think it matters who's behind center right now for New York Giants. I just don't really think that they're going to be competitive in any of the games they play. You know, it, it'd have to be a total bowl game um yeah but, i mean new york is just i mean they're just bad let's just let's just be honest both new york yeah. teams are, are bad right <laughs> man i feel like the jets have a better opportunity a better base to work with moving on to the future i think you can work with zach wilson i'm starting to lose faith in whoever's throwing the ball there now in new york 
who even <laughs> wants that job, right? Like Kenny Galladay is not as expected. He's not no, a number one wide receiver at all. Oh, he, I never thought he was. I, never I neither did I. Yeah, it's, yeah. But uh, he was, was tied to a fantastic uh, uh, quarterback in Matt, Sam Matthew Bradford. Stafford. Uh, Matthew Stafford, Stafford, Stafford. Right. But yeah, I think so. We're both going to go Philadelphia on this one, right? Yeah. All right. Next matchup, Obed, uh, Tampa Bay at Carolina. Tampa Bay, as we know, is coming off that loss in New Orleans. They have to come back here. You know, you know, they got some injuries, but still, they should they should get this one over Carolina. Yeah, I think now that they have um, a a system and they're figuring out what their game plan is going to be, because the game plan revolved around those three guys that lost that they lost in the game last week. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I'm going to say that they'll, they'll be better prepared to come out here and get the W. Chargers and Texans uh, should be an easy one for the Chargers. Now, Austin Eckler has been put on the COVID nineteen list. So we're not sure if he's going to be available for this one here on Sunday. I hope he is. Um, but I think even without him, they should be okay. If backup Joshua Kelly gets the nod, they should be okay. Houston, you know, Houston, I feel like they've had some decent talent, but they're just just they're just overall bad team. Mm. They have like no names at running back right now. Is Rex Burkhead still running the ball? Like, I don't, I promise you, I don't watch their <laughs> games. I don't need to keep up with their stats. Yeah, I mean, Los uh, Angeles. The the draw was Deshaun Watson. As we know, he's still dealing with all that, but he's probably going to be. I don't. I don't think Deshaun Watson makes this roster any better. Honestly, he's going to. He, makes, he makes the team a little bit better. Davis Mills is not really the guy. Tyrod Taylor, you know, is a, a veteran, but Davis Mills a rookie QB. You know, not really doing much. But yeah, I don't. I don't know who their second wide receiver is. Like they have Brandon Cooks. Like I don't. I don't. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Yeah, Nico that Collins. I think it is skim. Chris Conley. I mean, yeah, he's, Nico yeah. Collins isn't a bad player, but I just think that yeah, there's just, the roster's trash. Let's just, let's just be honest. The roster's <laughs> trash. Okay. Go to um, Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chicago at Seattle. This should be an easy one here for Seattle. Seattle. You know, we know Russell Wilson was out for some time, but you know the defense is not what it used to be. But Chicago, Justin Fields is just not ready to play in the NFL just right now. He should be sitting and watching. Uh, but let's go Seahawks. Yeah, we'll Seahawks. Uh, Pittsburgh at Kansas City. This should be a decent matchup, but I'm definitely going to pick Kansas City. Kansas City's on a seven game win streak. I think they, I think they make it eight. Yeah, Kansas City has like real no threats as far as teams on the rest of their schedule, if I'm not mistaken. So they might yeah. win out. Yeah, they should win out. They got Pittsburgh, then Cincinnati, Cincinnati, then followed by Denver. So they should be able to win out there as well. Yeah. Um, Denver at, at Las Vegas. Um, we saw Teddy Bridgewater get hurt in last week's matchup. Oh, hope he's doing well. Hope he's going to come back at full strength. But I think uh, Drew Locke's going to get, get be getting the nod against the Raiders here. With that being said, I'm going to go with the Raiders. I mean, God, it's just so sad. Like, Denver, Drew Locke is terrible. Uh, it's, <laughs> I don't know, like, what they're doing out there. Um, Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Sunday night matchup, Washington at Dallas and the, the other NFC East matchup, Dallas all the way. I mean, Washington, Tyler Heineke uh, didn't even play in the other match this past week against Philadelphia. I think he's out. So they've got their backup backup playing. Uh, I think in this one, uh, Garrett, Garrett Gilbert played on uh, the other night against Philadelphia. Maybe Heineke will be back for this one. Um but still, either way, it's going to be Dallas. Yeah, I couldn't imagine Dallas not pulling off this W. That defense they have is to. just so they good. They damn well have to win this one. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I know. It's... I think they already clinched the playoff spot, I believe. But still, they can't. They just they should not lose this matchup. No, no. I mean, with as much bravado to have UPS send uh, benches, you know, up to uh, up to Washington, you know, the 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 
come on. <laughs> I know it's December, but come on. Yeah, for real, dude. For real. They should definitely win this one. And the Monday night match of the last one of the weekend, Miami at New Orleans. New Orleans has pretty much put every damn player on the COVID-19 list. So now they're not going to have people. They're going to be pulling people from the stands in this one, I think. So my it's, it's, into the ain'ts. Yeah, so Miami should definitely win this one. Uh, I was just going to say outright team against team. Even if they had their players, I would still pick Miami. I mean, yeah, you're right. New Orleans yeah. is not, has not looked good. Uh, last week, you only scored nine points against a team that lost every offensive player that they in, make their entire offense around. And you still only scored nine, but it was painful watching uh, Taysom Hill play quarterback. <laughs> yeah. He's not a legitimate core. He's a, hybrid player who can sometimes throw the ball effectively i don't know about hybrid but he's you what's the other part special teams (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 special teams receiver running back whatever it is he he ain't no quarterback but there's the hybrid stuff in there he's that he's that high school player comes out as an athlete and going and going to college he doesn't have an actual position he's uh he's a gym rat right it's a high motor (laughs) (laughs) oh man well folks that is going to do it for us this week here on what's the word entertainment oh bet any last words for the people before we head out here this on this christmas eve uh enjoy that that family time don't worry about the calories you know (laughs) uh don't worry that you might have drank a little too much with your uncle you know don't be swinging that eggnog with him all night (laughs) you know just you you guys enjoy enjoy this time it's a great time to be with loved ones that way you don't go outside and catch COVID. yeah for for sure for sure uh we thank you guys for tuning in once again and merry christmas to all happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa uh all that jazz feliz navidad feliz navidad yep got to solid uh (laughs) but uh don't forget to check us on twitter at the wwent for all that i am sure we will catch you guys next time peace peace